Welcome to Out of Bounds with DK and Dre. This week on Out of Bounds, we update you on the latest injuries and we preview Sunday Night Football, Los Angeles Rams versus our San Francisco 49ers. Let's roll. What's up, 49er freaks? Welcome to Out of Bounds with DK and Dre. I am sitting across with my favorite guy in the whole world. What's going on, Andre? How are you? I'm good. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. There it is. <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I'm enjoying myself up here in Tahoe City, so it's a road game for me. Awesome. Beautiful Tahoe. Fancy boy travels. It's hey, nice to know. I hate to I hate to poke fun, but uh what what's the temperature? Right now, uh it's about like ninety five where I'm at. All right. It's cooling off here. It's forty nine. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right. All right. Anything else? That's it? I'm good, man. How are you doing? All right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I'm just uh, a lot of news this week. So why don't we get to around the news and then, uh, and then jump in it to, from there. How's that sound? Let's roll. All right. Around the news, First Lady Melania Trump was secretly recorded calling Stormy Daniels a porn hooker. Asked why she was so disgusted with Daniel's actions, Melania said, I can relate and empathize about posing naked with other women and exposing yourself to the world, but to actually go through with it and have sex with Donald? That's just gross. It's gross. It is. A priest at Catholic Church in Louisiana was caught having a threesome with a dominatrix, a porn star, on his church's altar, all while filming the encounter. When the Pope was asked what he intended to do with the priest, he said, promote him to Archbishop, of course. He's the only straight one we got. (laughs) It's also been learned one of the Archbishop's new responsibilities will include teaching the church's human resources new hire sexual harassment classes. Hat trick. Hat trick is right. (laughs) See, that's what you get. (laughs) Nothing good that could come from, you know, threesomes in churches. (laughs) Former New Jersey governor and current White House advisor Chris Christie admits he was wrong not to wear a mask after spending seven days in ICU. It seems seems Christie takes an extremely long time to recognize truth and reality because he also made the comment that it may seem to come as a shock to some of you, but I just realized I may be just slightly overweight. (laughs) Also, I haven't seen my own penis in decades. (laughs) We attempted to contact Biden for comment, but he was apparently unavailable after finishing his tapioca pudding and a juice box while having fallen asleep in his Lazy Boy watching a rerun of the Andy Griffith show. Oh, good show. It was. Phoenix has broken a record for having 144 days and over half of the year with temperatures above 100 degrees. Oh, hell no. It's extremely comforting that climate change is affecting the least desirable places to live the hardest. (laughs) It also brings up one of the most important questions in environmental science today. Why the fuck would anyone live in Phoenix? (laughs) Soccer megastar and model Cristiano Ronaldo had tested positive for COVID-19. He and his doctors have decided to use a very traditional natural and proven therapy that is mostly associated with snake bites. That's right. He's going to let hundreds of women suck the poison and disease out of him. (laughs) Word is thousands of women have already volunteered for this extremely pleasurable treatment. We wish him good luck and Godspeed. Frontline heroes. This 
he will be after this treatment. <laughs> this this week, after two separate rallies, Donald said that he wants people to like him and that he would kiss men in the audience. <laughs> Pete, Pete Buttigieg, former South Bend mayor, presidential nominee, and openly gay man responded by saying, oh, great, now you tell me, silly. Silly boy, you need a spanking. <laughs> President, <laughs> speaking of President Donald, today he was quoted as saying, states he's losing are just dumb, and we're winning where people are intelligent. So for the first time in my life, I'm incredibly proud to be dumb as dirt and live in the stupidest state in the country. <laughs> in all seriousness now, in all seriousness, his advisors are becoming increasingly concerned over Donald's recklessness and willingness to repeat every and any lie. For example, he also made this statement, the world is flat. We never went to the moon. Bigfoot is real. And this is my natural skin tone. <laughs> his doctor said not to worry about his skin tone. It's only a side effect of his malignant narcissism and will hopefully go away on November 4th, the day after his election. Good news there, people. <laughs> Bye -bye. Others, feel, others feel slightly different about their constituents. New Jersey City of Flemington's mayor, Betsy Driver, wrote on her social media, and I quote, this day is day one of the new SCOTUS term, and the religious zealots want to enact Christian version of Sharia law. If you voted for the orange monster with COVID, go fuck yourself. <laughs> if you plan on voting for him again, again, unfriend me and go fuck yourself. <laughs> In economic news, Betsy Driver's t-shirts and hats have already sold out. Damn. They do have some coffee mugs left, bumper stickers, and thanks giving day table centerpieces described as the perfect compliment for that special day. And those hyper intelligent relatives that come over to your house and quote Fox news constantly <laughs> since Thanksgiving this year does come after election. She is also hard at work rushing out the production of Betsy driver GOP sore loser crying towels with all proceeds going to help the president through the starving students moving company. Very sweet. Thank you, Betsy, Betsy Driver. <laughs> All right, that's, that's it for Around the News. Let's get into what I hope one day we won't have to start leading the show in is Injury Report. What do you got? Injury Report. Thank you, Dan, for bringing the news to me and uh, the <laughs> listeners. See, you don't even have to even go to Drudge. You don't need to, to go to any other site. I got it all right here for you. Right on. I, beautiful. All right, so for Injury Report. Okay, so it's – it's not growing uh, as normal as it as it uh, has in the past, so that's a good thing. But we still have some we got some new 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 players showing up in here on here. Quan Alexander, uh, high ankle sprain, did not practice Wednesday or today, being Thursday. Dante Johnson did not practice today either. Uh, you got Emmanuel Mosley; he is limited, which is a full go today, which is good news. Our good mm, friend Jimmy, good our good friend Jimmy G, he's a full go. DJ Jones, DJ Jones is a full go after being yes. after being poked in the eye in the game. <laughs> yeah, but we have uh, two new contributors to the list: Marcel Harris, uh, ankle did not practice today, and Jeff Wilson also a calf injury did not practice today. So that might open uh, up a spot uh, for okay. Jamichael Hasty. We'll see about that. On the other side for the Rams, we have uh, Aaron Donald back at practice today. And also oh, and Andrew Wentworth back at practice today. I'm uh, I'm guessing that was a vet's day being yeah, out on Wednesday. Like 
Michael, uh, Micah Kaiser, their linebacker, he was uh, limited today in practice. And Bobby Evans, their offensive tackle, is full. The only person that is out four to six weeks now is uh, uh, is Obo Okoronkwo. Now, the name, I don't know. He, he, I watched this kid in Oklahoma, and uh, he was a really good linebacker. I'm glad that he's uh, made his way to the pros, and I'm happy he's not playing against the Niners. <laughs> good. He was fast, man. I don't know what he's doing down there in L.A., but uh, that is your injury report for today, and our, Thursday. And, our, and, our, and our, our favorite cornerback, Allen, has he decided to take the bag off his head, or is he still wearing that in practice? Well? Oh, man, no. He, he, he's, he's, wearing, he's not even – don't worry about it. They took the jersey away. <laughs> oh, they said thanks, but no thanks? Yeah. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> it, was, it was a cute idea. Fantastic. So let's uh, let's get into Rams O and the 49ers D and what we're kind of expecting for this next week. You know, uh, I'm sure you did your research. So what are you what are you looking at this week with the uh, the Rams offense and how we're going to stop them? Looking at a much improved Jared Goff. He's completed 71 percent of his passes this year for 1,372 yards. Yep. He's got a he's got a arsenal of wide receivers and uh, they're doing a new thing down there with a running back by committee. After yep. parting ways with Todd Gurley, they've the running the running game is is uh, strong. It dropped off last week against the Redskins, only averaging three point seven yards a carry. But their wide receivers, you know, I'm sure you can get more into it. But their their wide receivers with Jared Goff are putting up the number one yards pass uh, per pass at eight point three, spreading that ball out to Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Jen- and uh, Gerald Everett. And what they do is they like to do varying routes like the Niners. They do a lot of uh, men in motion and uh, short crossing routes with mid and deep routes behind it at the same time. So it's going to be a challenge for a beat up secondary. That's for that sure. That is that is for sure. Well, you covered a lot of bases. I guess we could just end the podcast now. No, give me give no, me what okay. you got. <laughs> let's let's fill in a little more. You're absolutely right on a number of points. The uh, running back by committee, Henderson and Brown, are pretty much almost even in their, in their numbers and their runs. So he's mixing up, he's mixing up the runs there. And yeah, of course, especially cup and woods, they're having a good season and golf looks good because I believe after watching some film on them, they've maybe cut a quarter of the plays out of the playbook. I think this year uh, McVay came into it and using some of his own words and paraphrasing, but he's more of a CEO now than a micromanager. So he's allowing maybe a little more space and, and a, for some of his people to um, interject some of their ideas and a little more responsibility to, um, to people within the team rather than just trying to run everything himself. And I think that's bled over until some of the play calling. They're not asking Goff to do what he was doing two or three years ago. They're asking really to um, just kind of get the ball out a lot quicker He's not going back in as many seven-step drops. And they're really designing kind of a more of a West Coast offense than the offense they've been running, which is uh, midfield and deeper. Yeah. Um, so I think our, our key this week <laughs> on defense is, you know, doing what we do against the run. I mean, we are, what, the fifth-ranked defense in the league or sixth-ranked in the D, and we're doing pretty decently against the run. Okay. Yeah. And I think we're we're gonna have some success holding them against the run. What our issues are gonna be is our same issues last week, and will be our issues probably going forward 
for most of this year is our defensive backs. So where, where are we standing right now as far as availability? I know you went over injury report, but let's kind of encapsulate what we're looking at as far as DBs for the week and who's ready to go. Well, this week it looks like, you know, you're going to have Akella Weatherspoon who, you know, was 50-50 about playing, but when he did play last week, he, did, he didn't play that bad. You also have Jason Verrett. It looks like yep. Ken, it looks like uh, Ken Webster and Jamar Taylor. I'm not sure if all of them are going to be suited up, but uh, with Emmanuel Mosley coming back into the mix, that's going to be uh, that's going to be huge. And then Dante Johnson being questionable that is a that is an issue as well. But in better shape than they were last week, yes. having to call somebody off of the couch yeah. on uh, Saturday. So. Yeah, the Mosley coming back, and hopefully he doesn't take a ding on top of his head to start the game. You know, knock on, <laughs> knock on wood. But you know, guess... to go through to go through concussion protocol for a couple weeks, been three weeks now. Yeah, it's I, that's not that's a, guess... that's a little more than a bell ringing off in your head. You know, I, I guess if he shows up, if he shows up with the blue jersey running around, we got a problem, <laughs> or or a giant bubble wrap around his helmet. That's right. Oh, so we. Him. <laughs> Got the wrong jersey on. Sorry. We're more more uh, what are those packing pellets? We need more of those. Keep this guy safe. Well, yeah. he, the thing is we're going to need everyone on deck again this week because they, they like to run four or five wide. They like to use their tight end. And we're, we're going to need everyone on board this week. And I think we're going to have to really play a very solid uh, maybe two over or two cover two. They're going to try to press the ball on us. Hey, look, they're going to do everything that was done to us last week until we can prove we can't do it, right? We can stop it. Right. So they're going to come out and throw the ball, and uh, we got to get to Goff. So getting to him, just like every quarterback, is is one of the keys to the game. So hopefully our defensive line, somebody beside Hyder and Eric Armstead will really step up this week. Yeah, looking for um, looking for Kinlaw to get back in. You know, the first first two or three weeks, you saw each week him improving, and then last week it was kind of like a ghost town. Yeah, it'll be interesting if he if if that was just an anomaly because that was the entire team, right? Yeah, it looked yeah. like the entire team. So whether that was just kind of a contagious anomaly, or if the fears of what preseason was about was his kind of his shape, um, his game shape wasn't quite there, so. Let's hopefully that's just not bleeding over and he's going to be, you know, decreasing in his energy going the rest of the year. So let's, right. let's just hope that's not the case. Um, what else you got for keys to that side of the ball? Well, I, Quan Alexander coming off that, you know, the game was the, the game was atrocious, but Quan Alexander yeah. actually has made uh, some improvements week over week. And with him being questionable, that kind of, that kind of hurts. It's going to give, uh, Dre Greenlaw, an opportunity to get back in there and show off what he can do. But still, you'd like to have as many of your star players ready and available. Uh, but the secondary, that being the key thing, getting after Goff, uh, you know, it's going to it's gonna be a, a good test to see exactly where this team is, both offensively and defensively. And and psychologically. And psychologically, yes. <laughs> right. I yeah. agree. So if, if, you, if, you, if you can't wake up, after last Sunday, then yeah, exactly, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. To lose three at home right now would be a wrap. I'm sorry to say it, 
You'll hear me say it Monday and then backtrack on next Thursday. <laughs> but, but right now, it may be a wrap. And that's now three weeks in a row saying we got to win this game. That's not, a, that's not a great place to be in. Right. Wait, now, which shirt? Now, Sherm was looking about coming back this week, and then he got a setback. And they, yeah. I guess they, they shoved some, you know, some needles into his calf or something. <laughs> and so, apparently, I don't know what's going yeah, on. Apparently, there's, I guess, he took shots to reduce inflammation. Whatever's going on in his calf is not healing. And I guess there actually is. I'm not a doctor, but I guess there is some, uh, there is some piece of the puzzle there that connects to the Achilles. So when you say Achilles, uh, when you say Achilles with Richard Sherman, obviously the bells go off. Right. But uh, I was just reading a little bit ago before we jumped on this podcast that uh, Sherm is, you know, is looking like the goal ideally is to get him back by next week, and they're right. trend, they're trending in that direction. Well, I, I I understand because of his prior injury, you know, that the, the Achilles is connected to the calf muscle. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> and we know that's good. You know, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a, a serious thing. Um, and we, it, you know, if he pops another Achilles, that's it. He's on the couch. It's like <laughs> retirement. You know, he'll he'll go into politics or something, and that'll and, be it. That'll be that. For the record, I do not own a Richard Sherman jersey. Yeah, we have to. You have to state that every time <laughs> one of our players just gets absolutely destroyed with injury. So um, yeah, again, I think playing a zone, um, playing that kind of that that bend that don't break is going to be where it's at this week. Mm-hmm. But we're going to need to score some points. We're ah. going to need some score the points. So we're going to get into the 49ers offense. And what I mean is, like, obviously, Dan, we always need to score points, dummy. But <laughs> it's really going to be important that in the fourth quarter, with half the, you know, six minutes to play, that we're not relying just on our defense to try to bail us out again. No, that was last year. You can't do that this year. I'm tired of it. It's tired of it. <laughs> I want to see a game where, hey, maybe the offense goes down the field and wins one, right? Yep. So, so at the at at this point, anything is an improvement on the offense. The O line has given up 18 sacks, so they have to improve starting Sunday. That's Get awesome. The- oh, and, and Donald's playing this week too, right? He is playing and, this and, week, and he had four sacks last week, right? He's warming up. And uh, you know how I feel about Donalds, so I, I'm not a, I'm not a very happy camper right now. But to, yeah, you have obviously that's the first person you have to work around, and then you have to look out for Jalen Ramsey, and not to make a stupid play around him. Because I did hear, he, I did hear he will pick I, it off. Who will take you? And I did hear something different about Jalen Ramsey is that uh, they're using him all over the field. They're not just putting him on one on one side of the field, and they're right. actually they're actually bringing him in to the slot they're actually bringing him down onto the line and blitzing so yeah. he's he's becoming more of a valuable weapon uh than he was in jacksonville than now he is for the rams he's almost playing a hybrid cornerback free safety role. yeah and they're they're trusting him on instinct right so they're putting a lot of trust in him um to make some of those those uh, more unconscious type plays, those reactionary plays. Yeah. And when you're one of the best players in the world at that position, you can get away with that. That's the same kind of thing the Ravens did with, with Reed. They, they just allowed him to kind of be him and have a little more free range. And then did more, more the, you know, the, the technical um, positions for the other players on the team. So 
those are the two guys we we really got to watch out for. And um, watch for watch for that watch for that Jalen Ramsey Kittle matchup too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where their weakness is is, is middle linebacker and outside linebacker. Strong D line, strong DBs. But if we're gonna get away with anything, it should be in our in our wheelhouse, which is over the middle, ten to fifteen yards, making those those linebackers chase, like you know, taking care of of Kittle. And we need to also maybe, in my opinion, run a little more 22. Bring in Dwelly at the same time at Kittle. Mm-hmm. Start running some stunts with those guys up the middle of the field. And at the same time, if you start developing that, then you can use those guys in max protect positions where we have to get that five-yard pass off. And, yeah. and this week, we got to do something with our running backs and with our tight ends to try to give that offensive line some help. We, we're going to have to do that. And if there's if there's one weakness to the Rams defense right now, they actually their run D is ranked 28th in DVOA, which is the yep. defense defense adjusted value over average. Yep takes takes into account the quality of the opponent. So that's where the opportunity will lie, and it it's going to play right into the Niners' wheelhouse because they got to get that run game going. They got to get it going. The only way you can attack guys like Donald is going straight after him. If you allow him to start moving east to west, because he's a superior athlete, you're going to lose. If you go straight at him, start running some 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 uh, some eye formation, some straight ahead between the tackle type runs. I think that's what we'll find our success. And I, I believe we should start that first and try to really develop that we are going to own the line of scrimmage. That's what we need to do, I believe, and we need a, a quick start there. So Jimmy's on his back, and Jimmy's playing this week, correct? Jimmy is playing this week. He had practiced. He practiced the last two days, and I think he's been a full go all week. Is that right? He's been a full go all week. Mm, when the pressure's <laughs> on, things heal. <laughs> Notice that. I've been at a. You, have you ever been at a job where you're like, you know, the next day after like a yelling out, you're like, man, I feel so much better than I did yesterday. <laughs> I brought a lunch. I got here early. I'm leaving after five. You know, hey, so everything's needs, great. I love you. Everyone needs a little pressure. Everyone, yeah, exactly. Everyone needs a little pressure. Is right. And right, right now, CJ's the pressure man. I guess. <laughs> hey, I was gonna, I was gonna share something with you. You ready for some fun facts? I love fun facts. All right, so the Rams are sitting at four and one, and their wins—they're against the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and the the artist formerly known as the Redskins, the Washington okay. <laughs> football yes. team. But interesting is that their wins are not against quality teams. Say what you will about the Cowboys, but, you know, and obviously the Niners dropped the ball against the Eagles, but the Giants and the uh, Washington football club, the Cowboys and the Eagles got them their four wins. They lost that game to the Bills where the Bills came back in triumphant fashion. But yep. it's, it's interesting because if you go statistically, and I know it's just stats and I know it's just on paper, it is interesting to see that statistically they're comparable. They're, they are pretty even across the board. The largest gap that they have is in sacks allowed. The Niners are giving up 3.6 sacks per games and the Rams are giving up 1.4. So, you know, say what you will, the Rams obviously are four and one and they're riding, they're riding the passing high, but you know, who knows if the Niners are going to wake up and play their game, we could see some positives. We better see some positives. 
now, all right. I, this, now co- I, this country, the only thing this country has is positives right now. Okay, <laughs> it's all COVID but, positives. I need some football positives. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you and our listeners a a, a fun fact. You ready? Yes. I'm, I'm, I love it. Let's go. Prime time, Jimmy. Prime time. News. Prime time, Jimmy. News. Prime time, Jimmy is six in one in career Woo. prime time games with an eight fifty nine mm-hmm. winning percentage. Now you said something. This is not a fun fact. You said something a little while ago, a couple, a couple of episodes ago, about the how you were very, you were very displeased on how the Niners never go deep and utilize their weapons. Yes, the Niners are one of only two teams in the NFL to have a receiver not surpass seventy-five yards in a game so far this year. Yep, they, we have a tight end that's crushed it. But we don't have. It's not a wide receiver, receiver, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We, know. Okay, hey. we have wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> but they just don't. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Hey, you That's know what? Sick. That's beat sick. L- beat LA. Beat LA. Yes, we can always say that every day of the year, as long as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the Rams D and here's kind of a an interesting fact for you, my friend. The new defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley of the Rams, ah. is actually a Vic Fangio disciple. Both from last year, he was a linebackers coach in Denver, and before that, in Chicago for Vic. Fantastic. And we, and we, we know Vic Fangio very well. And so you can almost uh, compare his type of, of defense to what Vic's doing. And they, they run a lot of – they run the 3-4, but it's a very exotic 3-4. They'll run a lot of different things at you. Run blitzes from multiple different uh, locations. You know, it, we're going to have to be on our toes. We're going to have to be ready because, in addition, you know, I'm sure he called Vic this week and said, "Give me, give me some scoop," <laughs> right? So they're gonna they're gonna know us pretty well. He's gonna know us pretty well. I'm I'm certain of it. What oh, else great. we got? That's all I have on the Niners and the Rams. Beat yeah. LA. All right, let's get a score out of you then. <laughs> Cough it up, man. See how we put you on the spot? What's the score? 28-24, Niners win. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, I think the Niners are going to have to score 30 to win this guy. If they don't score 30, I think they lose. So I'm thinking 31-28. Okay. Roll, 49ers sp- roll. And what's the spread? Spreads three. It was at three oh, and wow. a half. Now it's back to three and may go back to three and a half. So it's close. Okay. But again, Rams are t- on the road. Yeah. You know, it's a quick uh, southwest flight, but, you know, they're still considered <laughs> on the road. But uh, yeah, so let's see. Uh, let's see where the ends game. But I imagine it's going to stay at three points. I don't, I don't imagine it's going to go lower than that on the road. Well, maybe they can delay oh, that south, delay that southwest flight, get some sort of baggage screw up. <laughs> well, that's natural. It's southwest. They're gonna have a baggage <laughs> screw up. We need it. We just need like I don't know some technical issue, like they forgot gas in the tank or something. <laughs> All, All right. right. So uh, yeah, that's our prediction. Let's get into now um, around the league because there's a lot. Let's go of the stuff let's that go. went down this week. Let's go Where around the league. Start? Yeah, let's go around all these chumps all right well, jump number one is nick saban uh, nick my buddy saban, nick. nick nick is covid positive and the athletic director and yeah so I, apparently they were, <laughs> were wrestling or you know no, hammering each other that. who cares i don't know what they were doing but they're both positive <laughs> 
I'd maybe they're playing a game of Alabama Twister. <laughs> maybe the players are probably happy. They're like, "Hey, coach is gone. This is cool." Well, finally we could take a second to breathe. So uh, Steve Ooh. Steve Sarkeesian's taking over. He's the he's the OC. He's got some NFL experience with the uh, Raiders. Hey, uh, hey, Steve. Uh, first drinks on me if if you uh, if you lose. Okay. You know Nick that, Saban's got a stat. Nick Saban's got a statue of himself out in front of the uh, stadium there, and uh, he has Tuscaloosa. He has one at home. He probably sits on one every night. <laughs> you know where there's and, not a sta- You know where there's not a statue of Nick Saban? What? In, fr- right. in front of the Dolphin Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so much done. for the NFL. Huh? <laughs> Hey, Sarkeesian, you didn't, did you get the Nick Sarkeesian joke? Because he got fired for being an alcoholic at USC. Is that the guy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I knew you didn't get it because I thought you would laugh at that joke, you know, but <laughs> first joke's on me. Anyways, all right. So <laughs> speaking of COVID, uh, what else we got? Falcon shutdown facility. Falcons have shut it down. And uh, I think in order, you know, for a humanitarian message and to really – show uh, their entire fan base how much they care about their players. They should send Matt Ryan to us, you know, just for his personal COVID protection. What do you think about that? That wouldn't be bad. But then if Matt Ryan had COVID and gave it to the Niners, then the Niners would get a bye. Yeah, I know. Look, the, that bye, the COVID bye week played well for the Titans. They, they look great. They're like, oh, COVID, we were great. We're ready to go. We got extra rest. I mean, someone please go cough on our team. We need a week off. Oh, Matty Not to Ice. make fun of the deadliness. And I know, not to make fun of COVID. Not to be made fun of. We get it. But you got to laugh somewhere. Hey, man, I wear my mask. I was, dude, I'm legit N95, son. <laughs> All what right. else, and what, what else a, we got? What else? <laughs> oh, the Florida coach. And I didn't write down his name, but the Florida coach last week was after the game saying, yeah, we need 90,000 Florida fans to show up at the stadium. <laughs> you know, this COVID stuff, blah, 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 blah. And now this week, like a quarter of his team are sick with COVID and they had to cancel this week's game. Dude, they, just, so, they, need, they need to take a chainsaw to Florida. And just saw that state off and push it out into the Atlantic. Every article you read on like these weird judge reports, like last week there was one on a guy, a barbecue owner was beating up a, a Yelp guy because he, he slammed him on Yelp, Yelp reviews. <laughs> and, and you know, I go automatically, I know it's in Florida. And of course it's in Florida. That's what they do down there. Well, uh, thankfully, they're probably going to decide the next president of the United States again. So we're in good hands. (laughs) What a a, a joke. All right. um, Cancel Pro Bowl. This is the first year they've canceled the Pro Bowl. I know. So sad. That's going to change my Pro Bowl party plans. Yeah, my Pro Bowl party plans are usually about, you know, me taking a number two (laughs) and uh, ordering a pizza. What a terrible game. I hope they realize, like. Make it a skills competition. Do something. But the game's bogus to begin with. The fact that a game is played with no emotion, that's half of what football is and half of why we watch it. I, so, think they play, I think they play that game in Florida now. <laughs> yeah, they, they played it in Hawaii, but Hawaii was too far of a flight for half the guys. Yeah. Yeah, and back in the day, it was like, oh, I get to go to Hawaii? That's awesome. Now it's like, <laughs> fuck Hawaii. I go to the Caribbean, player. You know? No one wants to go there. 
I think John Madden used to take a cruise out there. <laughs> I, th- I think he did. You're right, because he don't fly. He doesn't fly. He doesn't fly. How about, right. uh, speaking of Steve Sarkeesian, how about <laughs> Melvin Gordon? Oh, got the Dewey. Got the Dewey. Well, on, a, on, a sc- on a school night, too. It's like, he was, it, uh, it's on a Tuesday. What, it was on a Tuesday night. They, they open every week on Wednesday. He was doing so it's like, like 20... 2 in the morning. Downtown Denver. 25 to, 25 to 39 miles per hour over the speed limit <laughs> in downtown Denver. Yep. Uh, my thought was if he did that in downtown San Francisco, it wouldn't have been a DUI. He would never, never would have got caught. No, absolutely. It, it wouldn't have happened. No one pays attention to you here. <laughs> I, I think his lawyer needs to use the, the mile high defense. Say like, oh, I'm from sea level, man. I'm from San Diego. I could drink perfectly out there. I had one drink up here and I'm all dizzy, you know. This, uh, all the altitude, man. That's what happened. And so speaking I think of, he should be fine. Speaking of head coach Fangio, he was quoted as saying that he has two kids who have made mistakes, but he never stops loving them. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so, Melvin, so sweet. you're surrounded by love. That's why Nick had to get out of here. He was too sweet for us. We need someone <laughs> a, a little more angry. And uh, I think lastly, Le'Veon Bell. I hear, I hear he's going to the Chiefs because they need another offensive weapon. Oh, God. So, yeah, Le'Veon Bell released uh, by the Jets. That leaves poor Frank Gore there to do the work. Damn. She's but always Adam, been doing the work. Adam Adam Gaze, he was quoted as saying, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. What, what is up with that? Why does Adam Gaze still have a job? I don't know, but he's going to – he's gonna the same quote's going to be applied at his uh, at his press conference when he gets fired. <laughs> it needs to happen. It needed to happen. You know that. I mean, the fact that that guy still has a job, I, I don't. That guy. Everyone. The only there's only like one person in the world I want to lose their job, and that that'll happen here within the month. But but I, I, you know, come on, your team is awful. You're supposed to be this offensive guru. Yeah, telling you, your your quarterback's getting hit, like you know, just getting smashed up. Niner fans, we dodged a bullet. That guy was uh, pretty yeah, damn close was... to becoming the head coach. Did he actually have a formal interview? I believe so. Dodged one there. Yep. Unless the 49ers lose this week, and then Kyle's <laughs> going to be on my chopping block. Chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> out of Bounds is about no mercy. Next week on Out of Bounds, it didn't work out. It is like, where do we get our next coach? And and Lynch, how do we get rid of him? And everybody, everyone, Jimmy G, we need to just stop him from leaving his apartment. It's going to be a mess on Monday. Or it's going to be like, ah, the shit may be righted. Finally, we get it right. Thank God for Kyle and John Lynch. They're my heroes. Except oh, wise ones. <laughs> oh, wise ones. I knew you guys had it in you. And that's it, man. So, uh we got our predictions in. We went around the league, and I'm nervous, and I'm trying not to think about it. But we got, we gotta have this one, man, or it's gonna, or we might change our podcast. Like, welcome to the Disney podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, Disney's new uh, new movie coming out on stream. Let's interview it. I don't want to do that kind of research. Yeah, that, that's uh, we don't need that in our lives. All right, hey, beat LA. Have a nice trip. Uh, Go 49ers. And like uh, we told you last week, we're now out of bounds with DK and Dre. You should find us easily. It should seamlessly transfer over. If if you have us 
on your favorites currently. If not, and you had to look for us, add Out of Bounds to your favorite list. We appreciate it. And that's it. So let's go. Have a nice trip, and we'll see you or hear from me Monday. Beat LA. Beat LA. Later. Later.